board. Boom. All right, all right, all right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Restoration Rebel Roundtable for April. No, I did that last week. May 22nd, 2018. Got about 18 people in the house. We're probably going to have about four or five more people join us or 10 by the end of it. Before we get into it, we're going to have Greg Sargent from Greg Sargent Academy talk to us tonight about some marketing conversion. Actually, I have no idea what he's going to talk about, but he's, he promised it's going to be epic. So he's going to talk to us about some marketing stuff later on. But before we get into that, we start every meeting by reading the four rebel commitments. So let's do it. Let's do it. Can I read the mission? Is it, can, should I read the mission? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it because I can. Our mission is to take back the restoration industry that we love. Our vision is a united family of viable and vibrant restoration professionals operating in an environment of shared prosperity and self-determination. That's what we're going for. That, you know, I was on a, Joe Ledbetter and I, Joe's on the call, yes? Where's Joe? There he is. We were on a IAQ radio last Friday, and they kind of grilled us, right? They, they kind of, they didn't, no softballs in that conversation. It was like, they were grilled us a little bit. Uh, how'd that go, Joe, before I get into the commitments? What's your take? Um, I thought it went really well. I mean, I thought it went really well. It was, it was nice to be uh, invited by two industry um, veterans. Um, these guys have been around for a long time. They've seen a lot of stuff. Um, I oh, think, they've seen um, everything, I think. I think they. I think there may be a little challenge with trying to understand uh, uh, how this group came to be. I mm-hmm. think it's uh, it's comes out of technology, something that they're really uh, a little behind on, uh, just from an age standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought it went really well. I thought it went really well. It was it was a great great interview. Yeah, Ofer, we'll uh, we'll re uh, we'll put that back up in the feed. It's it's been in the feed several times, but we'll we'll re up it. You can go to IAQ Radio. Do a search for IAQ Radio on YouTube. You can definitely find it. And I'm pretty sure they have a podcast out there. Uh, I was, they grilled us like, what are you? What are you? And they read through the, our values. And it was interesting hearing Cliff, Zalotnik read our values back to me uh, when I'm driving down the road. Um, but there's a reason we have these values. The reason we have these values is because they're universal to our experience as restorers. They, they just go into why we exist as rebels, not, not, not just rebels, but why we exist as restorers. Uh, and I feel that uh, it was an affirmation for me that the values are dead on as long as we live by them. All right, all right, Clark, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to tell you what I took from it. And, and again, I thought it, was a, I thought it was a very good, it was very good for the group. I think that guys really were, extremely polite and cordial. Um, but one thing I kept hearing in the conversation, and we hear this a lot, is you guys are fighting something or you're trying to battle something that everybody else is, A, already has, mm. and B, continues to. Mm. What makes you think you're doing any different? Mm. And I just go back to what I always say. Just because others have failed doesn't mean we will. And and I I love hearing that question all the time. Yes, but sir. It, it, there are that be, that means a lot of people have given up, and I Ooh. think we're just getting started. And I think some people in this group have given up mm. before coming back to a new a new vigor and, and a different approach. So, 
that was my takeaway is we're not giving up and, and I don't care who failed before. Um, we didn't have a working motor until 20 people tried it. <laughs> Amen. We're just getting started, man. We're just falling forward at this point. We is. Thanks, Clark. That's, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's dead on. All right. Let's, let's get this thing started. Let's get it started. Okay. I'm going to move this to the center so it doesn't look like I'm completely ignoring you right here in my camera. The Rebel Commitments, in order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the Rebel community make the following commitments. Commitment number one, I will protect the value of my services. I will not devalue the services of another professional by providing anti-competitive bids. I will never provide free services as this would only serve to erode the value of similar services industry-wide. Commitment number two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain my processes and details to my client. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Commitment number three, I do not believe in competition. The restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change that we strive for. Commitment number four, I am willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that is not compatible with my values and stated mission. Healthy relationships do not require us to give up money, sleep, or our humanity. Last week, we had some drama. Last week, we had some drama about this transparency question. I feel that I was very, very transparent, and I don't want to talk about it again. All right, I'm closing that window. Here we go. And we're in. We're in. I want to hear from Joe, and I want to hear from Clark, and then we're going to hear from Greg. But first, who is here for the first time? I'm going to expand my screen. Full screen. Full power. Full warp speed. Who's for Joey? Joey's been here before. Good to see you, though, bro. You can, I, I always admire a 5 o'clock shadow, because I know you shaved this morning. I know you did. And it's just like chia face. I, I couldn't do that. It takes me four days to get where you're at. I love that. All right. Sorry. It's no secret that I love a good beard. It's, it's not weird. Don't, don't think it's weird. Um, all right. Who else, who else is here? I don't see any new names. Brand, uh, Brendan Rumsey. First time here. Yes. No, maybe I'm going to unmute you. Fair warning. Brendan, where are you from? No, nothing. All right. I'm muting you back. You're muted. John Schumann, I've seen you before. You want to say hi? It's your chance. You want to say hi? No? Fine. Fine. All right. But just, but just, just shy people. Don't you know? Don't you know? Hey, Steve, Mr. Williams. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you. Uh, all right. Um, Clark, why don't you get us off? I want to hear from Joe and then we'll go right into what Craig has to give us today. Oh, I'll unmute you. Go ahead. We probably hit the button at the same time. There you go. Go. Yeah. You know, I don't really have a whole lot to do. I'm actually just trying to recatalog what all went has gone on the last week or so since the last call. Um, we obviously have a lot of things that we're working on. No secrets. It's just stuff that makes sense. Um, I did get some feedback today 
from Julie Chmura, and she is in one of the groups, uh, one of the squads. Okay. And and the squads are about 50-50. Some of them have taken off and are already in Jupiter, and some never launched. And so sure. I'm going to try in the next few days to take a look at, because a lot of people said they wanted to get in. So I'm going to take a look at the dead ones, cut off some dead limbs, find out for sure who wants to be and who doesn't. But what I'm what I would like to do next is the the, the squads that are doing well, the each leader, I'd like them to come together in their own quick meeting and, and talk. I mean, some of them have said it's been mind blowing. And some have been said it's pretty good, but we kind of fall short. Mm. And I just think that there's some energy to share there about what's working and what's not. And some people just need a little motivation. So Perfect. Um, that that's really it. I'm actually just I'm exhausted. I, um, I, again, for those that jumped on after I, uh, I love these meetups with rebels. I mean, that is literally, and I've been talking about it for months. I love the idea of the RV trip around the country. I love today. I was on the phone. gives you more energy than that. I love just pulling into a town and you're like instant family. I love that. Sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah, no, we were on a, uh, about four of us were on a fishing boat in the Chesapeake Bay and, um, you know, I'm not going to say who unless they want to. I don't know. You know, it, it's not it's an unsanctioned thing, but we just talked about business. We talked about the the results of the summit. And here we are almost what a month now passed. And what what have you put into play collaborations you've made? And there was not a moment where someone didn't have something to add. So that's, um, that's about all I've got this week. I'm, I'm glad we're choosing not to talk about that we shouldn't be said that was asked about today and Uh i was basically told i was basically told clark that's that was all just silly and i'm glad you all ignored it like you did so um other than that i just can't wait to hear joe i can't wait to hear greg tonight so i'm gonna go silent Mm. all right thanks brother question for you on the uh groups yeah who here is in a group who here is in a squad and has a meeting danny bob and christine ofer Trey, um, okay, that's all I saw. Raise your hands real quick. Uh, Mark, okay. So, uh, so the question is, is that new uh, new link, uh, whatever you sent out to me? Min- the mentorship thing? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, no, the feed instead of Zoom, you gave us some other app. Is that, Google Meet. Google Meet. Is Google that something Meet. you're setting yes. up and sending out to us, or is that something? No, no, no you the, guys uh, got to do that on your own. You guys got to set that up. Whoever your squad leader is has got to figure that out, put on their tech hat. and uh, yeah, cause, cause, It's Google Danny Hangouts is a piece of cake. Yeah, Danny, what I was finding out is if I'm the host, I have to be there when each person needs to start it. I have to yeah. open it up, and that's not realistic when they're all different times of day and night. So yeah, that was Google, Hangouts, Google Hangouts, Google Meet have been working great. It's super simple. Anybody can do it, and it's free, and it's, uh, it's real quick. So um, – and I put that on there, like this needs to be set up by the leader of the group. But uh, if you got any problems with it, just give me a holler after the call. Yeah. Did you say Churma was on your boat today? Yeah, I had two Churmas. I had Mr. and Mrs. Churma. Yeah, well, Mr. Churma just, just piped in. He just came into the room. There he is. Looks like he's still on the boat. We'll see. <laughs> Not at all, man. How you doing? Good, David. You 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 gonna ship me some of that meat, or are you gonna eat it all yourself? I'll let Clark and Brian take it home, man. I'll catch some later. There you go. 
Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Trey, what's yeah, up, brother? Good to see you. How's the how's the battle? We got a we got a brand new, like three week old restorer in the house, right? Trey, is that twenty one <clears throat> well, days? Three week old restoration company. Let's 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 put it that way. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean you know, I all right. Fair enough. Yeah, man, uh what I'm learning right now is uh, a lot of patience. Mm. Um, you can't make the wheel go any faster than it can go with certain things and certain issues. So um, I'm learning humility and patience right now. Oh, bless you. That's, I wish I'd have learned that one in my 20s. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 35. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Whatever. Don't, you don't got to lie just because you're on video. Okay. Hey, hey. Not bad, right? <laughs> hey, you've got a you got a big family behind you, brother. You got you got twenty four hundred people rooting for you, and we're gonna be there when you need us. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Appreciate it, guys. Love you guys. Thanks, Trey. All right, Joe, head us off. What's up, Rebels? How's everybody doing tonight? It looks like we got uh, quite a few people, uh, quite a few new people uh, on the round table tonight. Well. As we've been talking about, we've been talking about one word. Um, I think everybody kind of knows what that word is at this point. Access. Clap, clap, boom, right? So, <laughs> access. Um, it was kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys paid attention this week in the thread, but uh, there was a rebel out in New Jersey who uh, found this information pretty useful, applied it, and got himself secured quite a few uh, new projects. Uh, I think that's awesome, right? So, like the things we talk about guys, they're, they're really tangible. Like they're not complicated. And, and we just want everybody to embrace that and just try these simple, simple thoughts, simple ways to get access. Um, it proves very, very valuable. Um, but tonight, you know, once you get access, right. Once you, once you get the opportunity, it's yours. Mm. All the hard work is done. And it's your opportunity to still lose, mm. right? Like lose, like genuinely gone. Have a nice day. Gone. <laughs> Ouch. Like in it our hurts. industry, until, I paid you have, for this lead. <laughs> until you have boots on the ground, contract in hand, deposit in the bank, the job could go away. Like, bye-bye. Mm. So access is phenomenal once you understand it and start to utilize it to get to where you need to go and get to get in front of who you need to get in front of. But if you're not converting, if you're not bringing that lead into your sales funnel, into your job flow, into your database, into whatever it is that you use, kitchen napkins, bar napkins, I don't care, right? <laughs> CRM or not, whatever you do to take that lead that you have access to now, like, what are you doing with it? I'm guilty. I, mm. I'm the first to tell you right now, I am so guilty of losing leads and not because there's no like fancy CRM that could just make it happen or because I haven't figured that out. Right. Like 23 years kicking it. Like I'm pretty sure I've tried a lot of stuff. So the reality is, is I'm bad at it too. And, and that sucks. Mm. Like for those of you who have phone numbers that you track, right? And you sit down and you look at those at the end of the month. I swear to you, I swear to you. I look at them and I'm like, 
I didn't answer half those calls. Mm. I didn't, I don't recognize half of those calls. And that's really discouraging. And, and listen, and in case someone's thinking like, well, you know, answering service and blah, blah, listen, we have all of that. I get that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we create access, right? Through relationships, through opportunities. I meet Phil. Phil thinks highly of me, right? Phil gets me access to Judy. Judy's calling me. I don't know Judy. And I don't capture it. I don't capture the opportunity that I've worked so hard to get access to. Like I'm guilty of that. Like it happens in our day-to-day operation. And I'm pretty sure it happens for all of you out there. Parker made uh, an awesome statement earlier about how busy they are, right? Like their whole market, like all the different trades, everybody's busy, right? Um, and I think that's true right now across most of the country. I know that's really true here in Detroit, mm-hmm. right? So as we are, as we're getting access and we're getting opportunity to go and seek new customers, we often are losing a percentage of customers that, that really make our customers we got more expensive to get, right? Like our cost per acquisition goes up. I know a lot of guys right now that are like, they just drew a line in the sand. Right, they just drew this line, arbitrary line in the sand, and it says like $100,000 or $50,000 or $20,000. And that's, that's the line that they won't do a job under. Mm. Right? Five years ago, they would get a job that was $200. Mm-hmm. So, so many businesses right now are actually like cutting, like, right, cutting their throat at their future growth opportunities. There's a huge market share sitting right now at the bottom, and I want to—I don't know the word bottom—at the bottom side of, of construction. So there's a huge opportunity to be talking to brand new consumers direct on a large scale, like on a really large scale. And even if it's just your your carpenters going out doing some standard tasks, right? Basic handyman stuff. You're getting these people into your system. Don't like, take advantage of that. Don't underestimate the lifetime value of a client. And just because we're in restoration does not mean every client's a one and done. Does not mean that. Take that out of your head. Every client is not a one and done because every client knows other people. Yeah, am I? That's it. Yes? Yeah, 100%, 100%, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Like I'd rather have 5,000 rock star freaking customers that call me just for everything than have 10,000 customers that only call me for one thing and half the time they forget my fucking name, right? <laughs> like I don't want those 10,000 customers. I want 5,000 that I know their name. I know their, I know their relationships. I know their properties. We understand them. We're taking care of that client. And guess what happens every single time, right? We get first notice of loss. Right, we get why we came. I got two emails today from clients I serviced four and five years ago. I had this other thing come up, or my neighbor had this other thing come up. We can't discount that. We can't discount that. Yeah, that five thousand dollar job is not as sexy as a hundred thousand dollar job. I get it, but we can't discount that either. There's a lifetime value to every client. So the, the, we get this access, right, to a, to a customer that we've serviced, and we don't, we don't nurture that relationship. Like, 
technically, if we did our job, right, and everyone's happy, customers happy, we got paid, everything went good, why aren't we talking to Mrs. Jones again and asking for more business, right? Like more opportunities. She's got a house. She's got carpets and gutters and roofs that leak. Yeah. We keep our subcontractors busy on what we call retail work. It's work that's non-claim related. It's full retail market value pricing. And it's phenomenal, right? Like it really works. It just keeps everything moving and we're making money as every time the phone rings. Yep. But that brings me to the point, right? That, that brings me to my ultimate point when the phone rings. And that's where, that's where I admit I lose some of those opportunities. I think we all do. But I think what Greg has done uh, and is working on building right now is something that helps us capture that. Right. It's, it's a better, it's a better mousetrap, I think, than, than what a lot of us have used over the years. So, um, guys, it's all about access, but once you get it, don't fucking lose it. Right. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Joe. And as, as Clark is probably painfully aware today, just because you feel the nibble doesn't mean that that fish is on board. You got to set the hook, you got to reel it in, you got to not lose it on the way way in everything else it's just and, and greg has way more than just call conversion greg has a whole library of online tools that that he's got what called what's called a water damage academy it's got like what 10 modules right 11 modules of of not just call conversion but how do you document your loss how do you, you know, how what's your business end of of, of water mitigation there's there's so much more to Greg Sargent than, than what uh, we're trying to lead into. Danny, you got something to say? No? Okay. Yes? Yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, I saw Joe had something about company can tomorrow. What's the, is, there, is that going to be live on the page, or is that like a feed or a link for that? Um, yeah, so tomorrow live on company cam's Facebook page, um, we're going to be doing a, a one-hour. Me and Robert Kiefer are going to go on there for about an hour and represent the Rebels. And, um, and talk about company cam and talk about how we're using it, how it's been successful. So we did uh, we did drop it onto the Facebook uh, thread. We can pin it to the top, uh, but it's just company cam's Facebook page tomorrow. Perfect. Good. All right. So I'm hoping you're gonna, you're, you'll drop a link. You'll drop a link into the Facebook page. At what time? What time tomorrow? One central. I, I'm I'm really good at reading lips. I think it said one central. Yes? No? No? <laughs> My bad. I was on mute. I, one central, <laughs> but don't hold me to that. Good call, man. You did read lips really good. Even with the furry beard, you got that. That's that. Um, hey, hey. Don't hold me to that one o'clock, though. I'll post a link. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh, ben Jesseson in the house. Welcome, Ben. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? It, it, it's a Eh, doesn't matter. All right, Greg Sargent, you have the mic. Let us have it. All right, so I'm a little new to this, so we'll share the screen, right? Do it. Do it. Don't PowerPoint us to death because I'll just mute you. No, 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 that's not me. I trust you. All right. You see it? There it is. Okay. 
Yeah, I think, well, first I want to tell uh, Joe thank you because he helped me with one of my points of pain uh, at the convention. It was the, right before I was getting to leave, ready to leave, he was in the hallway. I started talking to him. We went outside. It was raining. And right before, I almost missed my plane, actually, uh, after I started talking to him. And he was able to identify one of my points of pain. Mm. Um, so that's what I like about these groups is uh, everybody can help each other. And so um, Andy asked me if there's some points that I could help to help you guys. Uh, and uh, I've actually got a little chart here, and it kind of goes back to what uh, Joe was just saying. The, you know, a lot of times I teach classes for the IICRC, Interlink Supply, Aramsco. Now I just started the last couple months as an instructor. And almost everything I hear from San Diego to Orlando is I want my phones to ring more. And so if you see on this page here, everybody's asking me, how can I get my phones to ring more? How can I get more leads? Um, but if we just do a little simple thing here, you know, if you increase your, we just do use a 10% number here. So if I increase my leads, keep my job average and my conversion the same, you know, I'm going to increase $4,500 a month or $5,400 a year, or excuse me, $54,000 a year. I increase my job average by 10%, okay, I'm about the same numbers. But if I increase my conversion or my call conversion and my closing on site by 10%, it's more than the other, just about the same as the other two together. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that I Wait try to help. Let's, re, let's, let's review. The, I, okay. That's okay. So Go if I it. increase my leads by three per month, 10%, 10%, the number of leads I get in the door, at the same conversion rate, which is half and half, I'm, I'm, I'm batting 500, I get an increase in my annual by $54,000. And I would argue that your job average is probably closer to 3,500 or four grand, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. If I increase my job average by proper scoping, proper pricing, whatever else, by 300 bucks, by 10%, I increase my annual revenue by 54 grand. But if I convert... 10% better, I get a hundred more thousand dollars. I get the same amount as both of those things combined. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Now, and, and the idea about that is, is, so what I do is we try to identify what someone's point of pain and, you know, and it might be, we go, uh, Mark, uh, Whitridge, he, he went to my class in Denver. I've known Mark for geez, probably eight years. And Mark would be a really good example of running a successful business off of what you guys are saying, repeat and referral customers. Mark, I could be saying something that's not right, but Mark doesn't make his living off of a ton of marketing. He's made it over the years over doing a really good job, referrals and repeat customers. I don't know if that's okay to say that, Mark, but over 20 years off of just doing good quality work. So, one of the things I try to teach is, is 10% is just not a big thing. You know, let's just go, for example, let's just say you don't get any more leads. Let's just keep our leads the same. And we do our job average. Most people, by the time Andy helps you or someone else who knows estimating, you're going to probably be closer to 3500 or $4,000 pretty easy. I mean, I've referred two people over to Andy just this week. So... Uh, one in Utah. And Don't jinx in- me. Don't jinx me. We haven't completed those jobs yet, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But there are people who have their phones ringing and I'm looking at their jobs going, okay, you just need some Xactimate help, some estimating help. And but if we take that same thing and we increase the job average to 4,000 and we just still only convert 10% more, we're still up $300,000 with the same leads. So we try to help people figure out is what is their point? Where can we help them? Is it converting the calls? Are, there's a company that I'm coaching. Um, they would not. They, they finally said, okay, Greg, I'll go listen to all my calls. So they listened to all their calls that were recorded on a Sunday. And this was after a couple of weeks of me convincing them to do it. And then he actually listened to it. And he found that by listening to calls, they had missed between four and five legitimate water damage jobs just jobs that weren't converted because someone was in a hurry or the call got, you know, just wasn't paid attention to. And if your job average is $4,000, that's 16 to $20,000. And you didn't hire another salesperson. You didn't pay for another ad. It's just money that's already coming in. So that's what kind of my point of pain is I try to help people figure out ways that you can increase your, your revenues and your profits by just these three simple things. There's lots of things that you can do. But these are just examples. You want to add to that, Andy? Or no, man. No. Okay. Man. So I'm just going to do one more calculation on this, just to show you how how if you were to increase your job, say by twenty percent. So if you, let's just say you get thirty six leads, and your job average is thirty six hundred, and you can I'm working on a calculator to put on my website, kind of like a mortgage calculator, so you can just go there and figure out your own numbers whenever you want. Um. I'm, I'm not exactly the best on coding things on a website, so I'm still in the process. But if you notice here, if you increase 20%, 20%, and 20%, your current doubles. Your yearly revenue, your annual revenue doubles by just focusing on these three things. So job average is a pretty easy one. Uh, just some of the things that I notice I, when I coach and I go into people's shops, they all have heaters. They all have E-tests, E-dries. They all have these uh, injected dry system, wall cavity dryers, and they're all just collecting dust on the shelves. And that's not just in one place. I've found it in all over the country. So we help people learn how to use uh, especially drying better, how to document it better so that the insurance companies will pay for it. I'm not a put a heater in on every job. That's not me. It's just when you should and you can, when you can save them on the rebuild, when you can save them from the client having moved out of the house. Um, let me just switch over here a little bit. I'm still getting used to this. So you're seeing, oh. you're seeing people that bought into specialty equipment on some sort of promise. We don't know why they bought it, right? We have no idea why, but we assume it was some sort of promise of, of more revenue or more profit, and they didn't implement it. So it sits on the shelf. Just, this is a, this is exact, exact example. Uh, three months ago I was in Denver with the company that I was coaching with marketing. I said, Hey, let me see your equipment list of what you purchased. So they bought a new company, went and bought a kind of a package. One of the suppliers, they showed me the actual invoice and they had spent $2,000 on a heater. I think it was a e-dry or an e-test unit. And he said to me, Greg, it's been one year and it hasn't gotten off the shelf yet. So it's not that they are going to use that on every job, but what if it was two or three jobs a month that could use additional heat? You know, that's just one idea. Mm. Um, 
Maybe it's they've got an air scrubber, and a lot of you guys know this, but a lot of guys in our group, really, they don't know that, hey, you can put air scrubbers in for more than just a Category 3. You should. Put yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, it's, it's, these are just little tips and little strategies that a lot of people, and, you know, and I was, um, you know, I was mom and pops running it out of my, my, my second <laughs> apartment, big uh, bedroom, and my wife was wonderful, and pretty soon we were, you know, doing 700 carpet cleaning jobs a month and, you know, all these different things. I was young and stupid, right? I grew things <laughs> way too fast. Um, but I learned the hard way too. So I try to share these things with other people. Um, this whole online academy that I do was actually not my idea. Um, it came about by what Joe just mentioned was called conversion. Um, I was actually buying leads from a lead gen company for water damage. I looked them up online for water damage leads and I started buying their leads from them. And after like two months of buying their leads, uh, the owner of the company called me and he said, he said, Greg, uh, I don't ever call my clients, but my call center says I have to talk to you because he goes, I have 2000 mitigation companies that I sell leads to. And you're the, you're converting calls that other people are calling garbage. Mm. And that's where this whole thing, this niche came about for me was he said, Greg, I got 2000 mitigation companies that if you could increase their conversion rate by five, 10, 15%, they would keep buying leads for me. So I would benefit from it, but also they would benefit from it. And so <sighs> the win, 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 love yeah. it. And the thing with call conversion is it's again, you're, we're talking about the leads that you already have coming in. Um, I had one gentleman run the numbers. He told me if I could help him get his conversion rate by 10%, it would mean $16,000 a month to him. So, you know, these are just really simple things. Now, the hard part that we have, and I'm going to kind of, am I, are we on the picture of my family? Yeah, you, don't, you haven't started the uh, presentation. Okay. Yep. Well, that's, this is my why, everybody. Uh, if, you're, if everybody shares their why, um, Andy... Uh, I shared a few of my life's uh, tragedies with Andy this last mm. week. He understands uh, my whys. I'll get emotional if we go any more to that. Yeah. But a uh, great group of kids. These are the ones that I, I work with. Um, so what we want to do is ask you guys, what is your point of pain? Uh, Joe was able to identify my point of pain in a matter of a couple of minutes of talking with him. And he goes, Greg, just from the hip, here's an idea. And so – you know, that's what you want to do is, are, are you having a problem with getting your phones to ring? Maybe yours is call conversion. Maybe it's closing the deals. Maybe it's getting paid fast. You know, that's what we want to start to do is analyze these, these, what's your issue. Maybe you've got some services that you offer, but maybe, you know, what I keep hearing from some people is, you know, man, I, I don't do rebuild anymore and I'm more profitable. But then for somebody else, they've got the rebuild down and they do a great job with it. So what works for one person doesn't work for everybody else. Um, I've got one client that they they just do content pack out and that's what they specialize in. Um, I've got people that are adding asbestos. You know, I've got a buddy of mine who's running an asbestos company. He's doing $800,000 a year in one truck, you know. That's pretty profitable. He doesn't have a truck mount. He doesn't have dehues. He doesn't have fans. He doesn't have specialty drying. It's just labor and supplies. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So what we, you want to do is figure out what services you offer, which ones are being profitable. And then I love what, again, I'm just going to say to Joe, because you're the one I had the conversation with. Joe says, I know what client I want. I know which client I want access to. So we want to figure out how do you get more of the customer that's your best customer? At least that's how I kind of talk about it. 
Um, I was sitting with a industrial hygienist in LA just, uh, geez, Friday. And he looked me right in the eyes and he says, Greg, if, if I had, if I knew a really good bio cleanup company here, I could give them tons of work. So every area is different. You have to, you know, kind of look at your area and see what's best. Um, you know, building your network that this is kind of a big thing for me, but take all the services that you do. But, but what you want to do is you want to think about what are all the services that your clients need that you don't do. Now, if you can do a lot of these, great. You can stay in front of them like Joe said. But if not, at least put yourself a good network together of people who can, you can refer your clients to. Because, you know, your client is always getting, someone's always trying to steal them. And so if I don't offer the services, I like to put a really good network of roofers and HVAC and electricians and asbestos companies. So when my clients need those services, I can offer someone that I know is not going to steal them from me. Well, that keeps them in the family. Talking about what I mentioned earlier when Joe was talking, the lifetime value of a client. We don't want to, you know, we don't don't break people, human beings down into value, but there is a certain number of, of products and services any individual is going to need over their lifetime or the lifetime of their house. We want to keep it in the family. And if you know an asbestos guy, a, a mold guy, a carpet guy, a rug guy, you know, all these things, you keep them in the family because you know that referral. You're giving that referral to a trusted source so they stay in the family. There doesn't have to be a referral agreement involved at all but you know that person. And so you're, you're keeping them close. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I was in the Denver class uh, about a month and a half ago and there was a room full of 20 probably restoration companies. And I asked, is there just a carpet cleaning company in here only? And a guy in the back raised his hand and I said, how many times does your, does your phone ring uh, a month for water calls and you don't want them? He goes at least two or three times a month. And I just paused the whole class and I said, okay, well, who's going to be the first restoration company to go give him a card? Right? I mean, you came here to get more work. There's a guy in the back right here who says his phone rings twice or three times a month. Go give him Boom. a card. Boom. So just always looking for ways to refer back and forth, uh, help each other out. Now, this is just a simple one. I teach, uh, I help people learn how to cold call. Some people are really struggle with cold calling. Well, this just gives you like the value. This was just a one-man plumber, this right here in Colorado. Oops, sorry. When I built my company from scratch in Colorado while living in Utah, I really had to do everything website and internet because I couldn't do a lot of face-to-face. This is a one-man operator plumber here, $415,000 worth of water damage. He was a one-man guy. Um, But these are just guys that I reached out to. You let them know that, hey, I have plumbing uh, I have plumbing clients in the Aurora uh, or Denver area. I'm going to need to refer them to someone. I don't want them to get gouged by someone on the internet. Hey, if I give you, you know, when I get one, can I give you a call? You'll be able to respond and take care of them. So we help them. We win the plumber. He starts to uh, benefit from our leads and then reverse. He brings them back and gives them to us. All right. Tell me, tell me the story of the wet check. I, I think I know the story of the wet check. But you mean of giving them a meter? That one. That's not a. That's not a meter. You you say that's a meter. Everyone in this call is going to oh, no, no, no. rip oh, through the phone and choke you. Thing. <laughs> yes, it was a story. No, no. Whatever you call it. Well, what I say is, if you get a plumber, you get a good plumber. Um, you're definitely going to want to give them a meter or 
So you can give them the small $20 wet check little things, right? But this guy right here, this $400,000 guy, I give him a Trimex. And you actually give him a Trimex. Uh, the reason why, um, when he would answer the phones for a flood, for, so let's say he had a call for a plumbing, hey, my plumber, my line just broke, my, we turned our water off, can you get out here? We, we had this down pat where he would just say, absolutely, I'll get out there in the next 45 minutes, get your uh, water turned back on, and I'll also get my extraction crew out there as well. Mm. And he would just call me up and say, Greg, I got another one, meet you out there. Wow. Now. If the customer would say, sorry, no, there's not a lot of water. I don't need your extraction crew. Then uh, what he would have a meter. He had a Trimex. And I liked it because it had the little dial, you know, so people can see the dial, see they have a problem, and it beeps. Yes. And so, it beeps, yes. Yeah, I teach a lot that you want to use visual and audio to help people realize that. wet check beeps too, yes. Yeah, the wet check does beep. So you can start with the small $20 wet check, but – for me, once I had someone I knew was giving me work, I would give them a Trimax. It was funny. They just felt, oh, man, wow, you gave me a real meter. I mean, it was just funny, but the plumber just lit right up. So. Hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. So we'll go I've on there. I've seen that used successfully before. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for the disclaimer. <laughs> so there's, there's so many ways to market. I can't even list them all. You've got SEO, maps, pay-per-click. I refer people over to Jonathan Grubb if they, need, you know, if they have his niche works for them. You guys, you want to start to look at how much you can use on YouTube for free. Um, they say YouTube is like the second most watched uh, or search engine. And if you, you can set yourself up a YouTube channel and you can get video reviews if you guys want. I can show you that's really easy, but you, you upload your video reviews to your YouTube channel. They start to populate in the, um, in the, in the, in the searches and in Google as well. So it's just a really good way to get yourself out there uh, with video reviews and YouTube. There's just tons here we can talk about. Um, I love to tell people to go um, check out your competition. Okay, when I used to, we used to be a phone books, if my ad landed on page four, I would call, I would, I would shop, secret shop two, three, five, and six. So I would know exactly what the clients were hearing if they were calling people before or after me. And it helped me to hone in my pitch on the phone. So if you guys are on Google or wherever you are, go to wherever you pop up, if they're in the maps, and then uh, secret shop the people above and below you and find out what it is that they're pitching because maybe you'll change your pitch, but also you can throw out a lot of those ideas that they might be getting before they even ask them. So it's a really good way to start to convert more of your calls. Um, how are we on time? I'm I'm bad at this, guys. So what do we got? Uh, yeah. so I can go really fast. I want to leave. I want to leave room for questions. So okay. let me go really quick here. Keep going. So this is just a something. Just throwing it out there for you. A lot of people have done a pay per click. They turned it off. Something that worked really well for me. Do nights and weekends only. Just try it. The thing is, you don't get the salespeople clicking on your ad. The uh, agents' offices are closed, so you're not getting kicked off jobs. Uh, the um, most of those clients are not going to be price shopping at 11 o'clock at night, um, and you're charging 30 to 50 percent more. So that's just a little strategy I teach that a lot of people have benefited from. That's so, very interesting. Yeah, you, you just have to try what works in your area. Because most of us old timers, I qualify. I'm an old timer. I don't get out of bed at that that hour. But you're saying it's more efficient to go after the after hours call 
than than the during hours pay per click call. That's very interesting. Okay, you might get the same amount of jobs because you're going to have a daily budget. But you know, why have your daily budget run out in the middle of the day off of salespeople and shoppers? Um, but this is just what I found being a state away that was very successful for me. I've got a guy who's getting like a twenty to one return. He told me on on switching this way. So there's a lot of people, but you just have to see it works in your area. So biggest way to make more money is just convert more of the jobs you're already paying for, those leads you're already paying for. So just track it. You know, I, I suggest you guys track your calls. You're going to tell me everybody says thinks they're converting at a really high rate. But I, I can say this. I've spoken with two national uh, franchises. So these guys are guys that have over a thousand or hundreds of, of, of franchises so I, and call, um, lead gen companies. And the average cold call, now an internet or a lead generated comp- uh, call, the average is 30 to 50% is getting converted across the country. Okay, now you might be hitting 80, so you're, you're one of the few. But the, the average between both of those national companies and the lead gen companies I've talked to is 30 to 50%. Okay, so if we can improve that, we showed you earlier by 10%, 20%, you can almost double your, your income and your profits. So track your calls. Are you willing to share uh, some of these yeah. tracking templates with the group? Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. The, Perfect. Your SEO company should be able to do this one right here where they track all your calls. They t- you get a different tracking phone number for every single website or for every little source. Like if I did an ad with, Le- uh, with uh, Better Business Bureau or YP or any of those, I would call my SEO number. They would give me a new tracking number. And so everything in here would show which ad the call came from. You can listen to the calls. And then if you have office managers or CSRs or anybody answering your phones, maybe your lead tech at night, guess what? All these calls are tracked and recorded. So now you have them for quality as well. So the people know. You can also say, do not let your lead tech answer the phone at night. (laughs) I never, I didn't. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going (laughs) to throw that out there. So, you can also put a whisper on there so that when the call comes in and you're in your ear, like, so I rent all my Denver websites to a local company because I don't have my company there anymore, but I have five websites. So when they get a call from my websites, it says target local marketing in his ear before the phone, before he starts to talk. Mm. So he knows that those leads are coming from me. So it's not a bad idea. Um, if you guys, it's a real, your SEO company should be able to do this for you. Yes, um, yes. But, but here's your biggest thing is you can't get into the fact of, I always tell this quick story. My uncle, when I had five children, he said, if you treat them all the same, you're going to mistreat half of them. Mm. Okay. It's the same with these cold calls. If you just have one water script, or if you just have one mold script and one asbestos script and one bio script, guess what? That's why the conversion rate is half because we've got people that are calm. They're panicking. They've gone through insurance. There's just so many different types of people out there. And so that's one of the things that I did to finally help CSRs is I took 30 of my actual live calls and they're in the academy where you can say, Hey, you know, we're struggling with this call, this call, and this call. And then you just listen to those different types of calls to help your office. Yes. There's, there's 18 different scripts on this screen. You have 18 different scripts. I ha- I have, I have 30 different calls that you can listen to with, with wow. just little different tweaks. So love it. Love it. Yeah, because you just you don't want to miss the one, right? Um, just I really, get good phone, but I'm not that good. Yeah, no, I'm not the best either. I learn from people. I learn I learn from people all the time. But you know, just simple ones. Don't ask for the address until you know they're sold. Just ask them what city they're in. Mm. 
You know, if you ask them what your address is at the first of the call and you're not prepared, you've got to get a pen, you got to pull over, you got to ask them to spell the street name again. This is not stuff that you want to do when you're trying to build trust and calm them down. So you just ask what the city is. You, you, as soon as they mention the city, you always mention something in common with that city. We're always in Aurora. Our shop is only 20 minutes away. I've got three crews out today. Let me see which one's closest to you. Shop in Aurora. Or, yeah. yeah, you, are, you just, one of our guys lives there, but you just don't want to ask them their address and then sound like you're unprofessional and not a good listener. So the other one is these people all on the internet are, a lot of them are going to maps. You guys do it. You, you go, you want something, you look up maps and you automatically think, well, if this person's closer to me, at least this is what I'm getting from most people is if they're closer to you, guess what? It's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be cheaper and you're going to be able to get there quicker. Mm. And we all know that's not true. So this is one of those where you've just got to help people realize that you're, you're just right around the corner. We were, we would get calls in Boulder. I was an hour away. They would say, oh, are you local here to Boulder? And I would just say, you know, we cover from northern Boulder all the way down to um, Colorado Springs. I've got three crews out right now. Let me see which one's closest to you, and I'll get them right over. Let me see which one's closest to you. I love it. And are I would you, always give them the this, uh, PowerPoint with the uh, Rebel Group as well? Huh? You can, are you going to share the PowerPoint with the Rebel yeah. Group as well? Sure, sure. Love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So this is the last one. You want, to, you want to just make sure you keep them off the phone. Don't let them dial anybody else before. You know, so there's lots of little ways to do this. I've heard lots of ways. This is just one way I do it. But I would say uh, I'm going to verify with my lead technician, Steve, his exact arrival time. And I'll call you right back in three to five minutes. I'll call you right back. Keep them off the phone. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. That's and there's, other ways to, there's other ways to do it also, but I do it because if they have a phone there and they have 10 people they can call, you know, quickly. Um, what I learned was, cause I got sick and tired of losing people saying they called somebody else or mm-hmm. two or three people would show up or you show up and someone is already there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I just said, Hey, l- let me call you back in three to five minutes and I'll give you a more exact time. The thing with that is, is I'd say, but make sure you have your phone and I'll call you right back. They would stay off the phone. If you built trust, calmed them down, you discovered their point of pain, took care of that who's going to co-call another complete stranger and explain their whole story. Mm. So when you call back in three to five minutes, you say, Hey, this is Greg with disaster cleanup services. I told you I'd call you back in three to five minutes. Here I am. So what you did is you told them you were going to do something and you actually did it. So now you have another build a trust moment. If you sense any unresolved concern on the part of the client, do not hang up the phone. Can you expand on that? So what I would do if I felt like I still thought they were going to call somebody is I would just say, you know what, I've got, uh, most likely it looks like Steve's going to be closest to you. Let me get him on the phone right now. Um, and so I would call Steve. Steve knew the pitch. I'd, I'd, I'd conference him. I'd say, hey, Steve, I got your next job. She's in a panic. I need you to do your magic, right? They knew. And I would click them in. Steve, would, I'd say, hey, Mrs. Jones, I've got Steve on the phone. And Steve will go, hey, Mrs. Jones, this is Steve. I've been here. I'm right, you know, I'm just finishing up. I've got everything on my truck. I've got over 10 years experience. Hey, what exactly do you got going on? Or, you know, just, they just, what can I do? Do you have any questions before I get there? And pretty soon if they've felt like they've built trust with the technician, yeah, I, I didn't lose hardly anybody when I would do that. Nice. So now they got two people helping them. So that's just, there's, there's 13 of these strategies. There's the 30 calls to go through. Can all be done on a desktop or your phone. 
Um, but just closing things just real quick. Yeah, make sure you're using, let me go to here. I know we're on time. Just make sure you're using your hydro sensor. That's that's your audio. Mm. Or use the meter that beeps. Um, use your camera, you know, as a visual. Use the camera and the moisture meter as a double visual close. It's what I call it. But remember, people like technology, and they really like technology that they don't have. Mm -hmm. So that's an, that's an easy one to help sell these jobs. And then plus, you know, I was billing for an infrared camera, so that was, you know, something I learned from a third-party billing. Um, just document everything. And like I said, I referred a couple guys to you this week because their documentation just really – it just really wasn't there. Mm. And if you want to document more, you're going to get paid more. Small things add up, you know, specialty drawings, zip poles, containment, furniture blocks. We could go on forever on those types of things that people just are missing. Um, yeah, just, just look in your shop, look in your trucks. What equipment do you already have? What equipment uh, maybe do you have but you're not billing for? Or maybe there's some new things out there you just haven't learned about. Like I'm very interested in this company cam because I know Mark's using it and Joe and I want to refer it to other people around the, the country that could use it. So I need to watch the video and learn about it myself. I talked to a gutter guy today that said he used company cam. Yeah. yeah I, I've got a couple of clients I know could really use it, but I got to learn what it is before I recommend it. So yeah. um, just the last thing is, is just don't, so, and I, you guys are big on this, but I would tell people sometimes you have to tweak the way your ad is, um, and when you when you're inter review, uh, interviewing people to hire them. So it's one of the reasons why I was able to run a company from a state away for seven years was I didn't hire people that didn't have experience. And there was a new company they wrote put an ad out that said no experience needed. Mm. And like realize what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> so ouch. Um, I would usually say people had to have three to five years a minimum of experience with other companies in the past. Um, but that's something we can talk about as well. Um, yeah, just basically little things. If you guys want anybody, I do have like some free email tips, strategies. I can send this PowerPoint over to anybody who wants uh, the help. Um, and just let me know if, what questions you have. Perfect. And I will, uh, some of you who are on one of my mailing lists will be receiving an email from me. Uh, regarding Greg Sargent, uh, and I will send out. That's that's great information. I will send whatever tips you just showed on the screen. I will send those out as well. Um, so let's open it up. Any questions? We're at uh, just about an hour. I, had a, I don't know how that happened, but we're about an hour out. Um, Bob and Christine, yes, let's have it. One thing I do a lot of times when I get water problems or come in is. I'll, I'll let them know they're, we're going to be on our way and keep them off the phone to call anybody else. I'll have them take some pictures, send them to me, and I'll explain documentation, everything. So take a bunch of pictures, give them something to do, keep them busy. Give them something to do. That's genius. Yeah. And then we actually can see the pictures before we even get there, know what we're going to need, and it also gives them, keep them busy. Exactly. I don't know. Am I on voice or not? You're on. I had okay, yeah. Bob. Bob called me last. It was last July, June, July. Yeah. And and I was driving back from Portland back to Bend. I had about a three and a half hour drive. I think he talked for two and a quarter hours. <laughs> but it was it was awesome. 
uh, it was it was pure it was full it wasn't it wasn't a oh man where did that two hours go it was like oh my god this bob you are doing some very cool things and i just want to say in front of if everyone what you are giving, you're just giving your documentation out. You're giving your value out. You're giving your knowledge out. What you're doing is working and it's, it's awesome. I want to thank you for that publicly. Thank you for that. It's, it's, it's cool. Thank you. Give them something to do. That's genius. Yes. Take pictures. What should, Cause what does everyone ask? What should I do? What should I do? Well, take some pictures for me. Can you take some pictures for me? Email them to me. Well, that'll definitely keep him off the phone, right, Greg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many ways. We just tried to spitfire it in here, but you're right. That's a it's exact good answer of keeping them busy. I love it. Wow. What else we got? Oh, Clark Brown has his heart. You know, he's so polite. He, he like raised his hand and everything. Here we go. Go ahead, Clark. Um, maybe. Stop. You don't hit the button. About that? There we go. About that? Hey, first off, thank you, Greg. That was really, really good. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, if this is if this is open mic, can you? Because I have not really looked at Facebook today in the group, but can you delve into what you posted about farmers O and P? Me? What, yes. Did you put that up? Yes. Absolutely. What's the uh, What's the meat and potatoes on that? Is that um, can, Is that a short conversation? My public adjuster friend in Colorado who was actually at my pricing feedback course in Denver posted, uh, he just, he kind of tagged me in this thing that somebody else posted and evidently in some of their policies somewhere nationwide, they have in their policy documents that they send to their insureds, how to calculate your own loss. Think about it, how to calculate your own loss. Okay. Here's some numbers. And they gave a square foot rebuild price in this in this table. It was like 136 bucks a square foot to rebuild a house uh, as far as their total coverage was concerned, which is low, by the way. I, I think I I don't think you can build a house in the in the country of the United States for for less than 150 bucks a square foot, but that's neither here nor there. So part of their calculation was contractors overhead and profit. So if you took the calculation based on this, this PDF, which I posted in, in the group, uh, the, 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 the calculation based on the total rebuild price based on square footage. And then they had a line item for, for contractors overhead and profit. I don't remember what the exact number was, but if you divided by that, the contractors overhead and the profit number by the total rebuild price, you got, 25.8% O&P documented in policy documents they send out to their insureds. So they're telling their insureds, farmers insureds, they're telling them nationwide, if you, if you want to have a rough idea what you're in for, uh, you need to you know, figure in 25% O&P for your contractor to rebuild your house. And I was like, Really? You, you put that in writing and yeah, they did. So yes, that's it. 25%. So even farmers understands that it takes more than 10 and 10 to rebuild a house. 
Okay, I thought it. I thought it was something different. I, I literally opened it up, but it was really, really bad. I thought, and I know this happens, is when when farmers and any carrier, when they're figuring their premiums, they load their premium up with the O and P that they need to profit as a company to make all those fancy commercials, oh, yeah. which is which is why people should be doing their own pricing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, I always laugh when I'm watching NFL games and State Farm is sponsoring an entire game. You know what that, <laughs> you know what that costs? <laughs> so that was it. Yeah. What part of my premium went to that commercial, which was not even written well? Yes. Um, the, we know this. We know that insurance premiums factor in contractors overhead and profit. Is it 10 and 10? Is it 10 and 15? Is it 20 and 20? That's whatever. There is a consideration for OMP and now we have farmers insurance. Just, just laying it out there. It's 25%. Okay. The next farmer's job I estimate for one of my clients, I'm going to put in 10% overhead and 15% profit or 15% overhead and 10% profit. I just gonna, just gonna do it because they told me to. All right. Sorry, Greg. Oh, any, we're good, any, man. It's great. Any other questions for for Greg on the conversion side of life? I think the biggest thing just to end this is is some of, some of you guys you know how to do it, but as soon as you hire somebody, they don't know how to do it, and mm. then you get so busy that we don't take time to train the office staff. So I think that's just a really big way to make more money is that when you hand that phone over to somebody is, man, it's just really important. I think that goes back to the comment that I made. Don't let your technician answer the phone at 2 a.m. Right. Yeah. You, you want to have an answering service. Is your answering service properly equipped to take that lead and convert that lead? Um, there's a, how many answering services do you, in your experience, are actually qualified to, to take leads in the middle of the night, Greg? I don't have one that I recommend. I actually did have well, a I – actually, I actually had a franchise system tell me if I would open a call center, they would refer me to all their clients. Wow. I'm like, okay. I don't want that headache. Okay. But, but it's just the training of those people. If it, you know, call centers, they rotate so quickly. I used to be in a call center for three and a half years. That's how I learned to do out, outbound sales was mm. – you know, I was a manager of 32 telemarketers at age 17, teach them how to sell things over the phone. And, and it's just tough. It's going, but if you teach the, either yourself or you can, you can, I had lead technicians that eventually I taught them. Um, and they know that the calls are recorded. They know the calls are recorded. It's just like you have a GPS in your truck. Mm. You have a GPS in your truck and they know you're going to get an email when they speed. Guess what? They're a lot more better at driving. And so, you know, the, the, the recorded calls makes the accountability, but you can have an office person yourself. You can rotate a general manager. Um, but you know, I just look at that call as probably cost three to $500 every time it rings. Mm. Well, I know when I was answering the phone at that hour of the morning or night, which, whichever it were, I was trying to disqualify people. <laughs> I, I did not want to go because I knew I was the one to go. So I was asking, are you sure? Do you really, is it really four feet of water or is it four inches? 
I, I was, I was not the right person to answer the call at that time. Cause I didn't, I knew I was the guy that had to respond. I had to go, but there's yeah. qualification yeah. questions we can ask uh, if we really want to reel that in. Now there's a caveat, right? Because when you get a call from a TPA, you got to go. How do you, do you have any recommendations on how to qualify that? Is there a way to qualify a lead that comes in from a TPA? You know, maybe someone in the group who has a ton of TPAs now would be better qualified, but I mean, I don't know if I'm going to give the right answer. I built my company, both of my companies uh, in Utah and Colorado without being a part of the TPAs. So okay. I've managed I helped manage a $2 million company that had the TPAs and their deal was they just went out to all of them. Um, but my deal with, see, I marketed specifically for more after hour work. So uh, I want, the thing that I learned was if my, the majority of my new calls came in on nights and weekends, it didn't mess up my demos. <laughs> Your production yes. schedule. Yes. Yeah, so if I had a demo <laughs> scheduled for all day love it, and you get a call in the middle of the day, now you pull them off a demo. Yes, you do. But if I had my on-call people responding to the new floods, it actually allowed my schedule to flow pretty smoothly with the demos because they weren't getting pulled off as much. You're heartless. You're heartless. I love it. There's lots of little ways to tweak things. But yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And if you guys are inter ever interested in those video reviews, I mentioned that company. It's nothing I do. I forgot to show that on there. But uh, maybe I think you're going to talk a little bit more about that at another time. But it's sure. It's way to get video reviews for your website and YouTube. I, I would love to revisit that subject for sure. Uh, that yeah. goes along with um, the Google voice and, and, and Amazon voice conversation I had with uh, another SEO expert expert today at lunch. Okay. Uh, Greg, are you offering a discount to rebels for your courses? Yeah, we put a, you and I put a, a discount. It's just rebels uh, 2018. I think you were going to send a, a link, right? But yeah, just put I rebels. Was. Because I'm Rebels twenty not organized. Sorry. Okay. No, no, it's fine. It just just put Rebels put it in the chat right now. Percent, but my you asked the question, but my entire academy for all this stuff is a one time nine ninety seven. So I'm trying to help a couple hundred people a year, not five or six. So Rebels two thousand eighteen. I just put it in the chat. Is there any caps in that? Is there... No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, there's a water uh, academy, a carpet, and an asbestos academy, but. Greg Sargent Academy. Yeah. Uh, Academy. Okay, I'm going to mess this up right now, but I'll put it. See, I even misspelled it. Doesn't matter. Ignore that spelling. Greg has been an incredible resource to the Rebels. He showed up in Nashville in a major way, he came back when I asked him to come back and get and, and talk about some things, this is the magic of, of the group that we are building together. We have somehow managed to create a magnet for magical, tremendous people. And uh, Greg, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on your willingness to, to give and show. We have something special here and it's on us to continue that. Um, so keep, keep reaching out to people in your market. Keep reaching out to people that you see are in need that may not know what you know. Keep reaching down, lifting people up, and uh, we're going to be here. We are, we are unlike anything else that has ever existed. We are the Restoration Rebels. We are the Alliance of Restorers. And I think each and every one of you 
for being here, taking part, giving back, because that's, that's how we all grow. Any last words? Now that I just gave that big speech, any last words? Mark, hey, love Andy, you. am I still on there? Greg, you are. Yes. But, you know, hey, guys, if you're in Utah and you want to get together, I got together with uh, uh, mm-hmm. Paul Goodwin down in Utah County. But what if part you're in Utah? What part of Utah? I'm in Ogden area. He's in Provo or Orem area. Okay. But if you guys are in Utah and you want to get together, meet in Salt Lake somewhere, we met at lunch, uh, went to the Red Iguana. So if you guys want to get together, I'm more than happy to help us all together. Well, now, when is the Utah branch of the Restoration Rebel chapters going to exist? That's the real question. So you just let us know and we'll help. Do it. Do it. Hey, Bob, uh, when are you guys starting your chapter up there? Hey, have our, uh, have our team put together anything for the chapters? We need to. Oh, no, we got, I... we got Travis. Uh, Travis Chancey did a really good head start. Um, he's got oh. a, he's got a, yeah, he's got a framework already. He's in Paris Travis. this week. That's why he's not here. Yeah. He's in Paris. So Travis, Travis, Eric, and Tim, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't see Tim tonight either. Bob, what about you guys? What what say you? Our, our next meeting is June 8th. Oh, nice. Mark, Mark which group are you part of? Uh, Travis. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. See? You guys are like double duty. All right, Bob, last chance. When are you guys going to have a meeting? Are you talking about for our groups? Not, not the, not the squads. No, this is uh, oh, chapters. I, yes. To uh, HJF for five. They're supposed to get back to me. I wanted to pull together uh, a group that's in the area. They, they have more contacts that I probably missing. I have some, and uh, they're going to get back to me. And I'm hoping to go out and talk to them at that at their facilities. Good. Well, if you if you wait till like July or August, um, Clark and I might be there because we're gonna we gotta find a way, brother. We gotta find a way. We're gonna get the RV hooked up to a truck, and we are going to drive eight thousand miles and do this thing. You on board, Clark? You guys would be like the Clampets. <laughs> yes, I'm, on, I'm actually driving twenty two hundred of those eight thousand tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Good to see y'all. Take care of each other. Be in touch. Love you. We'll see you.